Welcome to the Awakened Apes podcast. I'm your host, Alex Padrone. This episode is brought to you by none other than me. My mind, the information in my mind that I've been able to wrangle and organize and distill down. If you find this valuable and insightful, share it with someone you think will feel the same after having listened to it. I'd appreciate you in doing that. And my promise to you is that today's episode will be the best episode ever. So here we go. This episode's inspired by the insights and teachings of Martha Beck. Please check out her work in the show notes. Anxiety is the most common form of mental illness. The global anxiety treatment market size is predicted to reach over $13 billion by 2028. And according to Gallup World Emotions Report, anxiety has reached new heights in case you haven't noticed. We are in the midst of a pandemic, so it's no wonder that it's going up. And according to Gallup World Emotions Report, anxiety is reaching new heights. Typically, if you go to a medical doctor, you'll get prescribed SSRIs, SNRIs, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, or benzodiazepines, or a litany of other drugs to deal with the anxiety that you're feeling. The problem here is that if we over-medicate anxiety, we miss the wisdom it's bringing to us. What I believe we need in this moment in order to save ourselves from ourselves is a transformation in awareness or consciousness. This is more typically known in Asian traditions as awakening, satori, or enlightenment. Eckhart Tolle describes these events as being rare in history, Jesus and the Buddha being clear examples of them. He goes on to say that the frequency, however, is bound to increase. He gives an estimate of roughly 10% of the population at some point having reached, or having realized rather, enlightenment. Now, I'm intuiting that you're intuiting the question, what does anxiety have to do with a transformation of consciousness, Alex? Well, I'm glad you asked. I believe anxiety is a valuable, indispensable messenger bearing a wise message. I will not let you rest until you're at peace. Wow. To understand the essence of this, we first need to understand that we, as much as culture likes to think otherwise, are animals in our nature. We are beasts. We are gorillas, sophisticated gorillas, but nonetheless gorillas in our nature. I'm of the opinion that we've forgotten this. We live as if we're outside and different from the animal kingdom. And we continuously choose to sacrifice our nature for what culture deems appropriate on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. In fact, we share 98.25% of our genome with gorillas, but who's counting? Yet we totally sever our connection with our inner wildness and spend our lives in offices with artificial lighting, talking dispassionately about soul-crushing quarterly reports for companies that don't have our best interests in mind. And all the while, wanting to meet hidden expectations of the bosses we've unconsciously turned into our parents, 
bosses who are more overworked than we are. And when we get home exhausted, what do we do? We spend the few hours of our day living our lives through a screen, plugged into the hive mind. At the beginning of the 20th century, people slept an average of 10.5 hours per night. And now that's down to about six hours. You can't take a fraction of the sleep time of an animal and expect it to be healthy. We're not machines as much as our culture likes to think otherwise. Jung once said, too much culture makes for sick animals. And if I may draft on his wisdom, if too much culture makes for sick animals, sick animals infect culture. Our culture has been infected by the notion that we've risen above nature, that we are missing something and need to redeem ourselves through the sacrifice of our nature for the sake of culture, that we need objects outside in the world to make us happy and to fulfill us, and that taking drugs to numb ourselves is par for the course. The anxiety we feel is our inner nature desperately trying to tell us what we're doing isn't good for us. Our nature, being wild, is good. And here's the truth. You don't need to sit in a room eight hours a day doing something that's oppressive to your own nature, to your inner wild self. Part of you wants to go wild and go out and seek its home, and its home is enlightenment. Anxiety has a purpose. Your inner nature is trying to guide you toward peace. And peace, pure peace, means waking up. It means satori. It means enlightenment. Something that will not stop bothering you until you find peace isn't an enemy. It's a friend. It's not a part of us that we should drug, but instead we should listen to with humble curiosity. Now, just to make a disclaimer, I am not a medical doctor. I'm not telling you or giving you any medical advice. You should listen to a licensed professional for that. I'm simply sharing my opinion and what I find true to me. So back to anxiety. Anxiety is so wild, you can never domesticate it, and you shouldn't stop it from wandering. And you should trust that it's trying to show you peace. And another important disclaimer here, enlightenment is not an end goal. It is knowing truth. It's knowing that you are eternal. There is something beyond mere reductive materialism that is essential. A part of you that knows that consciousness is primary. When you uncover this for yourself and live it, your inner wild nature will be at peace. Think of it this way. Think of it as you being tethered to a wild animal. It's with you wherever you go. It follows you. And what you want to do is not to drug it into submission, but to instead make friends with it. And with stillness, anxiety transmutes itself into yearning. It pulls you into a different state of being. And if you sit with it long enough, it eventually becomes love. If you fall in love with your inner nature, your inner wildness, the two of you will travel together. I used to have a dog named Tofu who was a highly, highly anxious dog. You might say he took after his owner, and you wouldn't be wrong. But whenever I got anxious, Tofu would too. 
he'd start pacing restlessly and he'd whine, wanting to move and to get out of where he was. Tofu was more in touch with his inner wildness than I was. He knew exactly what was wrong for him and he wanted to get out of that situation. If I was in the middle of something at work and I got annoyed at Tofu, his anxiety would just skyrocket. It was the opposite of what he needed in that situation. If instead I calmed myself down, I was in a much better position to help Tofu calm down, and eventually he'd follow suit. Think of yourself as being in a room with a wild, potentially dangerous animal. You can't use words to communicate with it. You can only feel what each other is feeling. And that wild animal is freaking out in that room with you. It's cornered and it wants to get out, even if that means hurting you in the process. Your primary focus in that situation should be to calm yourself down first before doing anything else. Here's an exercise from Martha that I love for this. The next time you're anxious, find a place to be by yourself without distractions and just be still. Notice what arises. Be calm about having anxiety. I know that's like saying, don't panic when it's raining and you've just lost control of your car driving on the highway. But try to observe your anxiety with curiosity and kindness instead of trying to numb yourself with food, drugs, or shoveling whatever's on Netflix into your mind so as to mask what you're actually feeling. Your inner nature isn't bad. It's just wild and easily frightened. And if you get still enough, you can actually watch it calm down. The next step here is to Express gratitude for your anxiety so that your inner nature can rest in love and so that it can point you to the wisdom it's trying to communicate to you. Thank you for not resting until I'm at peace. Thank you for being the one who's always got my back, always wanting me to achieve what I wanted. Thank you for staying with me, even though you are wild, and even though I'm not always wild. Thank you for staying with me. Thank you for being my soul. Thank you for knowing what home is. I don't know yet, but you seem to have something that's pushing me toward it. Thank you for having the power to go home. And thank you for never ever, ever leaving me or giving up on me. Thank you for telling me when I'm getting closer and when I'm getting further away. The ideal thing is not to make anxiety go away, but to hold it with love and respect. Start to follow it and listen to it when it tells you your truth. Use whatever modality comes your way to make it calm, but then follow it, go with it. And only then will you start to create a rewarding relationship with the wild and dangerous animal that is you. Now, you're still going to have anxiety after doing this and creating a habit of doing this, but you're not going to suffer from it anymore. And gratitude is the magic ingredient 
to help you establish a dialogue with your inner nature. I recommend we take 50 milliliters of gratitude with every meal, especially when we're feeling anxious. Use that anxiety as a signal to become still and let your presence transmute it into love. Try that and let me know how it goes. Take care, folks. Yeah.